What's going on, everybody? You're listening to episode number 56 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am your host. I am a thru-hiker, a peak bagger, and a hiking nerd. This is the podcast where every single Wednesday I chat with another hiking nerd just like myself about their experiences on the trail. Now, if you're a regular listener to Trail Tales, you definitely know this week's guest, Baker Bocorny. He's back Again, this was his fifth time coming on the show. Uh, He was on just six episodes ago, not too long ago. But um, yeah, we did like a little very late Thanksgiving-themed episode. It's not even really a Thanksgiving theme. That was the idea behind it. But anyways, we talk about that a little bit at the beginning here. But anyways, we just go over some things related to hiking, backpacking, through hiking, all that stuff, the culture, everything that we are thankful for. We talk about that stuff for an hour. We go way in depth towards the end of the episode on some of the more like emotional things that we're thankful for. And we also just say some of like the surface level, like kind of goofy stuff we're thankful for as well. I I think we covered, I think we covered it all pretty well. So yeah, I'm already looking forward to the sixth episode that Baker and I do sometime in the future. So with that said, let's get into the episode in just a second. I do real quick want to do the usual like plugs trailtailspod.com first of all i spent months like telling everybody about this new website and then i just like forget to mention it every single introduction i record so trailtailspod.com if you haven't checked that out um instagram at trailtailspod facebook search trailtails and gmail trailtailspod at gmail.com i I didn't get any emails last week from any listeners so somebody sent me an, an email this week that would be really cool um itunes reviews go leave an itunes review i'm gonna skip this week as far as reading the five star reviews but i will be back at that next week i promise and yeah patreon is probably the last the last trail tales related thing to plug patreon.com slash trail tales if you're a regular listener if you're just tuning in every now and then i really can't ask you to give me any money but If you're someone who listens every single week, if you want to ensure that I can continue to produce this show and just to help cover costs, honestly, then please go check out the Patreon. You'll get some bonus content. It'll be a good time, I swear. Um, Patreon.com slash trail tales. YouTube, Kyle Hits Hiking. Go look up my YouTube channel that you probably don't care about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, link in the bio. Or in the bio, wow. This isn't Instagram. This is, wow, this is, this is bad, folks. Link in the show notes link in the freaking bio um <laughs> go check that out so you can just search kyle hitchhiking as well um can you tell i'm trying to get this one done i think uh, i think we should cut it off there let's get into the episode just in case you forgot baker through hiked the appalachian trail the florida trail and part of the arizona trail all in 2018 so yeah here we are with our thankfulness episode baker bocorny episode number five Baker's back. What's going on, man? Hello, hello. I'm back. He's back. He will probably be back again on another episode. I mean, at the, I, which I feel like is pretty obvious. Like, I don't think anybody's listening to this and being like, yeah, this is definitely going to be the last time Kyle has this clown on the show. So right. anyways, I'm, dude. I'm sure they're not like, wait, Baker's back again? Wait a minute. Like, that's not, there's no surprise at this point. Hopefully they miss you. I certainly miss you. Um, not going to lie, folks. Uh, there's two reasons why we're doing this video. Um, the first reason is it's, well, it's not Thanksgiving anymore, but we, we kind of had an idea to do like a Thanksgiving themed video, um, where we just talk about 
hiking video. things. Are we video. podcasting or are we God damn it, dude. I've been doing YouTube for like a month and I'm already starting to confuse the... <laughs> I know, you're cranking them out. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was just like doing some video stuff right before this, so that's on my mind. Um, <laughs> podcast, yeah. We were like, okay, to kind of, I guess, like, counteract our trail grievances podcast episode, which we did a number of months ago now, still one of my favorite episodes. We were like, okay... Let's do an episode where instead of complaining about shit the whole time, we talk about what we're what we're thankful for, right? And I was like, Thanksgiving, that'd be a perfect time to do this. And then I fucking forgot. So here we are. Like, <laughs> I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple weeks, couple weeks past Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving. But like, I mean, we're, we can still be thankful for things. So I thought we should still do it. And then I'm also going to be honest. I like couldn't get anybody to come on the show this week. So I was like, call up Baker and he will make it happen. And here we are. So Baker, I can't honestly can't even remember like how many episodes you've done now. Like this is going to be like what number five? Is it number five or four? I think this is the fifth one. One of those I was the interviewer though. So I don't know. I, I count four. that. I count that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, my voice has been on four so far. This will be the fifth, I think. Good. And like I said, he's going to be on it again and again and again until Trail Tales meets its demise because we always have a good time. And yeah. So with that said, thanks. Thanksgiving stuff. Not even I shouldn't I should stop saying Thanksgiving. It's, it's yeah, not, it's, Thanksgiving <laughs> is long gone at this point. Thankfulness. That's what the theme of today's episode is going to be i will say i mean i'm sure most of the people listening to this like already know this but we're both like pretty sarcastic so it might be kind of bad that we're going to be sarcastic during an episode where we're trying to be thankful but that's just the way it goes um anyways so i guess to kind of not that we don't really have very many ground rules for this but just like it's just to kind of set the stage a little bit set the scene i guess we i i actually don't know if baker like adhered to this because I don't know what he's about to say, but I, I think we at least like communicated that we were going to try to make these slightly more creative than like super obvious things. Like, Oh, I'm really thankful for the trail. Like I, I I'm hoping that we're going to go a little bit further, a little bit deeper than that, I guess. Or like, I'm thankful for trail magic and, and things like that. Like, of course we're thankful for, you know, the trail. And of course we'll, we're, we're thankful for, um, all the people who maintain the trail. And I'm probably going to talk about this a little bit at the end as well. But, um, for this, just, just for the sake of this, um, conversation, this little list thing we're doing here, we're going to be going a little bit more specific than that. So don't like the, the fact that like we, skipped over a lot of the really obvious stuff that's not because we're not thankful for that stuff but that's just that's just kind of uh what we're doing here i don't know does that does that make sense baker like is there anything else you feel like i should mention there add on to that no i i think it got we'll try to make them not the obvious like the obvious ones like oh i'm thankful for trail magic or something so yeah exactly baker's probably like hearing me say saying that and he's like oh shit like crossing out like all yeah no i'm, I'm scanning, <laughs> scanning my list right now i'm like uh half of these aren't gonna work but you know it's cool <laughs> no we'll we'll make it work um so yeah dude let's uh let's jump into it do you want to start or do you want me to start which i don't know why i'm asking you that it's my podcast so um but yeah actually i guess that kind of makes sense i'm i'm being nice to my guest so yeah so, that's what so we nice do. of you all right i'm, I'm a go good first. guy what can i say you're going to go first? All right, I'll let's go do first. it. So this might seem like an obvious one, but... Wait a minute. The, we just said we're not going to... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but this is this was an, this, this like kind of interesting to me. So okay. people who pick up hitchhikers, I, I've i never picked up hitchhiker. I've never picked up a hitchhiker before. I never really had even... I mean, I, I've heard of hitchhiking, but I never 
considered myself someone who would uh, who would try to hitchhike or pick up a hitchhiker before I started hiking. And when I was researching it, uh, like hiking the trail, I was like, what people just hitchhike everywhere. And I was very <laughs> afraid of that. Um, but now I, you know, do it all the time when I'm hiking, I guess I haven't done it since I've, since I've been on, you know, not hiking a long trail. <laughs> You're not like hitchhiking to work these days. Actually, that's not true. I did. I did hike when, uh, we were doing it. It was a section hike and we, after the section hike, I did do not a section hike, just a, like a short week hike. And I did hitchhike after that, but I well, haven't, that's, that's, um, hi- that's still in the context of yeah, hiking though. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I haven't like now on the way to the grocery store. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can just thumb, put my thumb out and <laughs> save some gas money today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And the, the funny thing is, we had uh, Je- uh, little Bear and I had probably three or four people who we, when they picked us up, we said, oh, do you pick up hitchhikers often? Like, do you live around here? And like, no, I've never picked up someone before, <laughs> which is like, that was just crazy to us that, I mean, if you, you know, when people, some people pick you up and they're very, they're like, oh yeah, you're hiking from here to here. They've hiked the trail before. Or they're just in general familiar with hikers and they understand what you're doing. But there were some people who they literally were like, they, I don't, they didn't know what the Appalachian trail was. We were, we were like, oh, we're trying to go to the, where the Appalachian trail crosses at that Interesting. road there. Damn. And they were like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know where that is. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, it's <laughs> so just why like, did you pick us up? <laughs> yeah. So I just couldn't understand why. I don't know. It was, it was really interesting that there were these, we had, it happened like maybe three or four times. I'm going to attribute it to the fact that little bear is so small and cute and just looks very harmless that when Probably she's standing helped. on the side of the road, yeah, that someone's like, oh yeah, I'll just pick these people up. We even had like two different times a car would go past us and then they did a U-turn to come back. Yeah, and get us. dude, that, that's happened to me before too. That actually happened to me uh, at the end of the summer when I was hitchhiking back to my car after a hike in the whites too. Like yeah. the car just like turned around and came and got me. So that was that was always nice. I am kind of surprised to hear that that you had a couple people who I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised because it sounds like it was only a couple people, but um, that you had people pick you up that weren't really familiar with the trail because i'm trying to think i feel like most of my hitchhiking experiences not just on the appalachian trail but just anytime i've hitchhiked um you know obviously still relating to hiking um other hikes i've done it's pretty much always been by someone who understands that i'm a i'm a hiker did they did they actually no i guess they you pretty much said they didn't understand that that that's that surprises me i don't know you said it was just like three or four people yeah, it was probably just, yeah, it was a minority of the people who picked us up. But it was, I mean, yeah, it was, I think it was like three or four people who said they had never picked anyone up before. Some actually, so one person said, I've been meaning to all summer. Like I, he was aware of what the trail was. Okay. And he said, he said, okay, I've been really meaning to pick someone up. So I did. But there was, there was this um, one lady who she was like, so what are you guys doing here? Are you hiking? Are you or like, are you? What do you know? Are you skiing? I don't not skiing, but she was like, "What are you guys doing <laughs> out here?" Of summer in Virginia, yeah. you guys going skiing? <laughs> it was like this isn't like Vermont, I think. And she was like, "I don't know." She's like, "Yeah, what are you guys doing out here?" I'm like, "Oh, we're hiking the Appalachian Trail." She's like, "Oh, what's that?" And so <laughs> I mean, it, she really had no idea what it was, even though she drove past it every day on her. Yeah, I mean, she commuted, so it that's was, a very like Vermont thing, though. I feel like just uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess the skiing comment makes a little bit more sense there. So I take back my sarcasm. Um, yeah, but then again, it was still summer, so I don't know what she was. I don't know. No, she didn't say skiing. I, I, <laughs> oh, just, okay. I said skiing. That was <laughs> I guess she, she was like, are you guys, she didn't, are you hunting? Like, she didn't know what we were doing. She could tell we were doing something outside, but she didn't know what. And she didn't know what the AT was. So that was, that was really interesting. I just find that, in, yeah, interesting because when I explain to people who aren't familiar with through hiking about the hitchhiking thing, like, I always say that 
99% of the time you get picked up by someone who knows what you're doing, who's familiar with the Appalachian Trail, most often lives in the area and has picked up, you know, through hikers before. And that it's a it's it's just different than like some bum standing on the side of the road like trying to get to Memphis or whatever in right. while well, he's in like Atlanta you know like somewhere super far away um it, it, it's it's different and so I, I always try to explain that to people but now you're kind of making me second guess that a little bit because I because pretty much what you just said uh again it's not the majority of times but I don't know that that's interesting and I do speculate that it, it probably goes back to little bear being with you yeah um, I think so because like I said I I haven't really, I or at least off the top of my head, I can't remember any time where someone had literally no clue. I know it's happened before, obviously, but I don't know. Through hikers out there listening to this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so I'm going to go into my first thing that I'm thankful for, and it actually relates to what you said, Baker, because when I was thinking of these earlier today, hitchhiking came to mind, but I was like, eh, that's, that's a little bit too... Uh, broad, which I don't think it's that. It's not that that broad, but I was trying to challenge myself, um, because clearly I do that more than you. So yeah, that was I'm just, just mean. That was that wasn't even funny. That was just that, that was just, just mean. I'm just sitting on your guest now. That's cool. That's I'm cool. sorry. This dude's came on my show like five times now, and I'm just here like. I mean, you're, I'm just a guest on the show. You're actually making the show, so you know you. You you can you got some creds to say that you're overachieving. What kind over- of asshole host would like invite <laughs> people on a show and then just like shit on his guests? Like it would be a really good premise. For I a feel show. like I feel like honestly, yeah. If it was like done with like a like everybody knew that was like the show's thing, that would be kind of funny. Actually, a little podcast idea for everybody yeah. out there. Ooh, good idea. <laughs> but you have to be funny because like if you're just like being a dick to people, yeah. they'd just be like, "Fuck this guy!" Like why? Yeah, would like, I, like this is just terrible. <laughs> why would I take time out of my day just to get like verbally abused yeah. by this fucking asshole? anyways so my (laughs) this this relates to uh, the hitchhiking thing so um rather than just saying hitchhiking in general i was a little bit more specific and i said pickup truck beds yes because as i'm sure a lot of the people listening to this know and some of some of you probably don't know as well if you're not a through hiker um a lot of the time especially when you're in a group of people obviously you will get picked up by somebody who either doesn't have room in the, like, I don't know, the cab of their, like, truck or whatever, um, but they do have room in the bed, and so you'll just kind of pile into the back of the pickup truck, and uh, maybe they'll have, like, a, I guess maybe cab wasn't the right word to use there, because isn't the cab, like, the thing that goes over, like, the bed of the truck? I don't have a pickup truck, like, I don't fucking I, know. Yeah, I don't either. The, the cover thing for the back, if they have that, you'll kind of duck under there and probably have not very much room or if there's you know open air that's even better so um i am very thankful for those rides because like i said especially when you're hitchhiking in a group of more than two people say um it's like a lot of people just don't have enough room for you know three plus people and their packs and trekking poles and all that stuff in their car so even if they want to pick you up they just like literally don't have the room to do that and so the pickup truck comes by and he's like, yeah, these motherfuckers can just hop in the back and then I don't even have to smell them or, you know, they can't like try to stab me or something while I'm driving. And so it's just like a, it's just a win-win. Well, I, I guess it'd be kind of sketchy for the through hiker if someone just drove off, but hopefully that has never happened and hopefully it doesn't happen in the future. Um, I don't know why I had to go there, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, Baker, how, how often did you get rides in the back of pickup trucks i know again it was a little bit different because you were usually hitching with little bear and i was usually hitching with like you know the 
the slippery boys, the crew. So there's <laughs> the usually squad. three, the squad. Yeah, whatever. The best hikers ever. The the greatest hikers to ever Excuse step foot on the Appalachian Trail. Um, for for <laughs> reasons so obvious, we do not even need to talk about them. No need to go into it. But yeah, how how often did you get rides in uh, the, the specifically the backs of pickup trucks? That was probably the longest question you've ever asked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> be, yeah. I mean, okay. I, that was, you're, you're giving even... it back to me now. Okay, it's it's, it's fine. I won't rebut. Well, I, think, take, as a quick aside, now that I think about criticizing, I did have a whole uh, a segment of one of the episodes where I was on where I just criticized your show. So I suppose I deserve it. <laughs> it all it's all coming back full circle. But yeah, pickup rides in the back of pickup trucks are like those are the best rides ever because you don't feel bad about getting in someone's car and like stinking it up and just it's awesome being out like in the open air and like the winds whipping by it's definitely very unsafe but it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's so fun though you're just like oh i hope you know i hope you're like a good driver you know like you don't i literally don't know who you are not only am i getting in a car with a stranger i'm also like getting in a car with a stranger where i'm not going to be buckled in at all i don't even have a seat to like sit on and so it's it's like the epitome it's, of danger it's not good and it, it's funny too because i like from a very young age, um, I was like taught that I should always wear my seatbelt in a car. And oh, to this yeah. day, if I get in a car and I don't put on my seatbelt, I feel like naked almost. Like I just don't feel comfortable. And so like, it's weird that I could be sitting in the passenger seat of a car and feel uncomfortable without a seatbelt on. But when I was in the back of a pickup truck, like in the open air where I could literally just get fucking like flung out if this dude like hit a speed bump hard enough, yeah. like, I felt like totally fine and was enjoying it. That's, that's kind of weird. I don't know if I felt totally fine, but I basically just suspended my my fear of danger in that moment. I was like, I've just like, I really want to get into town. Beggars can't this, be choosers. <laughs> and this is also going to be really fun. Like, I, I knew it'd be fun. And I'm like, well, the odds that this particular truck with this, in this particular time that I'm riding in it will crash are pretty low. So I was like, yeah, I guess I guess it's okay. But yeah, it's definitely not, <laughs> definitely not the, the safest way. But I'm so thankful for those. Those are my favorite. Those were the pitches. best. I'm trying to think of just like off the top of my head, I can remember... Oh boy. Um one, two, three, Port Clinton, uh, four, five, at least five times, six, uh, Gatlinburg. Like at least six times where I was in the back of a pickup truck and wow. it was great on the Gla- the Gatlinburg one. I might have told this story, or I think Mullet Mike might have told this story in one of the like the super, super early episodes, but we basically got a hitch with this dude and he had like it was in. It was going into Gatlinburg, so Smokies, you know, Newfound Gap, all that stuff. A lot of tourists around, and he had like a bunch of trash. I think he was camping, so he just had like trash bags in the back of his truck. Oh and, like, yeah. Three of us like climbed into this truck and like we're just sitting on trash. Like we felt <laughs> like trash. Like we were getting destroyed. Rain wise going through there. Like it was just very like fitting, I guess. Yeah. And then he also had a cooler back there. And he, like, about halfway through the drive, he, like, opens the back, like, window thing. And he's like, hey, you guys can grab some beer out of that cooler if you want. So we're like, fuck yeah, we're going to do exactly that. So we were just, like, sitting on trash bags, drinking beer on our way into Gatlinburg, which is, like I said, very fitting. (laughs) Instead of breaking one law, break two at once, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Open open alcohol in a car in Tennessee, (laughs) where they're probably not super stoked on that. but And in a bed of a truck. Yeah, in the the bed. Although I'm pretty – I'm actually not pretty sure. I heard somewhere that – um that it was legal to be in the back of a pickup truck in Tennessee. It's definitely okay. not in all states. Um, no, it's not. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a lawyer, so somebody go look that up to, to verify me. But anyways, yes, very thankful for pickup trucks and in particular the backs of pickup trucks to uh, to 
go into town and when you're a stinky hiker. Um, Actually, quick thing, yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. thing to be thankful for about that. I'm thankful for all the states where hitchhiking was legal because there were a few That's that we fair. went through yes. that were not. I think it wasn't legal, right? New York definitely wasn't legal. Connecticut? Was Connecticut? Um, I'm not sure about, about Connecticut because there's really only like one or two resupplies in Connecticut. Yeah. But um, New York definitely wasn't. New York, maybe New Jersey as well. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Thankfully, the trail going through that area is like either the trail that goes close enough to a town that you can walk in, or I feel like I, or at least one time I took an Uber as well. I think that was a uh, Harriman, New York. We yeah. all took an Uber in. Um, but like if, if hitchhiking wasn't legal for some of the towns and like more remote parts of the trail, like you'd be kind of screwed because there's no like Uber out in like bumfuck Maine, obviously. So no. <laughs> yeah, Definitely thank, not. thank, thank God. Uh, hitchhiking is is legal for most of the trail um what's your uh what's what's next on the list baker all right so this is this is kind of oh, i hope this is an interesting one so watching the cycle of the moon progress like <laughs> over a course of, an, of a month <laughs> i don't know if that's specific enough can you be a little bit more specific about like what time of the month or <laughs> on a on a full uh blood moon you know lunar <laughs> eclipse i don't know but no, i always i thought it was pretty cool like I, I feel like I have a much better understanding of like why the cycles of the, like, I, I think, I don't know, I guess I've tried to learn about why the moon has its cycles and why it, you know, changes shape over the course of the, of the month. But I think I had a much better understanding, uh, after hiking, like I could literally watch the sunset and then the moon rise and I would see like the, you know, where the sun had been setting and then where the moon was rising. And then based on, you know, the position of where the sun was relative to the moon and where you're looking at it, you see like that's where the shape comes from. And I don't know. I just, I never really put two and two together. I never, I guess I didn't understand it to that level um, until I was actually out there. I could literally, I would just be walking like at, at dusk or whatever. And you know, that, that whole two hour process of the sun setting and then the sky becoming totally dark and the moon popping up and you just see that whole process happen. And then you see it the next night, and the next night and you see the shape of it evolve each night. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was, I don't know. I, I feel like I have a much better understanding of the lunar cycle at this point. Dude, so. that's really cool. Honestly. Um, I never paid attention to the moon. Like, <laughs> like that, that all went pretty much like right over my head there. But, um, now you're kind of making me bummed out. Like, I feel like I should have paid more attention to that. So, so maybe know, next I, time did you, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like, obviously, like you said, you learned a lot about it, but you must've had at least a little bit of an understanding about the stuff beforehand because, or at least an appreciation for the moon, like if that's a thing, like I don't know. Because well, like I said, I never thought about this or noticed any of this stuff on my through hike. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I obviously, anytime it was a full moon, I enjoyed going out and, and looking at it. And I understand, I understood before I started hiking that there is a cycle that is, you know, roughly monthly and it changes shape from a full moon to a new moon. And then there's every crescent. See, I didn't even waxing, know that. So. <laughs> oh, well, you, I'm sure you heard like waxing and waning and stuff, right? Not, I mean, I've heard of. Like a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And, well, and anyway. the Big Dipper. I've heard of the Big Dipper before. Well, well I'm sure you. Okay, that's not that has nothing to do with the moon, but that's, <laughs> Space. that's a that's a constellation. But okay, anyway, it's sort of sort of the same thing. But no, I'm sure you've seen how there's like a, a semi crescent, right? Sometimes yeah, yeah. the moon is okay. Well, you know why it looks like that. Like I never really understood why sometimes you couldn't see the moon at all, or sometimes there was a crescent of a certain shape, or why you had a full moon. And then I feel like I had a much better understanding of it after just kind of seeing, you know, the whole sunset to sun, uh, sunset and then moonrise process, like, you know, over a whole month and seeing it evolve, it just kind of all, it kind of clicked with me. So I don't know. That's a, 
That's 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 interesting. Like I said, yeah. I see. Honestly, dude, like you got me stumped there. Like, I don't even know. Like <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, damn. Um, I mean, I wish I had paid more attention. Why didn't you mention that when we were on trail, dude? Like you just totally. Uh, I don't know. I like, think I didn't. I didn't maybe think about it until I was in Arizona because this, oh, it was always very fair. Fair. Yeah. Like I think I know. Actually, that's a good point. On the AT, I probably did not uh, see it that clearly. I think most of the time I saw it was. Sometimes in Florida and then definitely in Arizona because there's pretty much no tree cover. The sunset is like, it's like usually very clear where the sun's setting and then when the moon is rising, there's very little, um, there's not much light pollution, but also more importantly, there's like, uh, it's low humidity. So you can see like the, the moon very clearly, but um, it's, you know, you're pretty much, you're see, you can see it every night because it's not clouds and there's not trees. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a good point. I, I probably had that realization more when I was in Arizona, that's a good point. Cause that, in the AT, it's very difficult. You know, you, it's not consistent. You're going to see it every night and most nights you probably won't see it. That would make a lot of sense because like I said, I've, I didn't notice it and I've never really hiked out West or pretty much never really hiked out West. So like maybe that's just one of those West coast things I have yet to ever notice or experience. Of well, even cor- then it has to be like, not cause you could have, places out west that are like in the forest and you would have the same experience oh, in the yeah. but yeah. like arizona had long like i mean we would go days without a significant amount of forest you'd have like little scrubby trees and bushes maybe but you know once you get towards the southern part you can go for i mean hundreds of miles without really going through uh any significant amount of tree cover and so yeah if you pass through those areas at night then you just kind of you get a really good view of it so dude that's so cool man i really want to hike out there i feel like it would just like kind of I don't even know, like, freaking, like, reinvigorate, like, my desire to, like, be on the trail. Not that I don't have a desire to be on the trail anymore, but it would just be, like, learning to hike again, like, like that fresh feeling of when you first start, like, all over again. Like, I don't know, because the, oh, yeah. the environment would just be so different. And honestly, whenever I do the episodes on here where I'm talking about West Coast trails and, and learning about West Coast trails, I'm always, like, super stoked on it. Like, so, yeah, I, I got to get out there. Taylor Norton came on the show. Uh, a few episodes ago, and he was talking about the Tahoe Rim Trail, and yeah, that kind of got cool. me stoked for like, because that's like a relatively short trail that I could yeah. potentially do on like my vacation time. So, anyways, yeah, dude, All right, let, let me know when you're going, and we'll we'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you're experiencing this obviously because you freaking live out there now um, in Colorado. So, um, I'm gonna go on to my next one here. So, <laughs> I am thankful for the rattles on rattlesnakes. Not not to be confused with rattlesnakes. I am not thankful for those motherfucking things. Of course not. <laughs> those things can can fuck off. Although there's probably some like a uh, like biologist listening to this that's like pissed that I said that because like there's some like super important like oh absolutely <laughs> thing for like the ecosystem that I totally just disregarded there. But from a hiker's perspective, fuck those rattlesnakes. Um, I am thankful for the rattles though because there was a couple times and honestly one time in particular where. I probably would have stepped on a rattlesnake if the thing hadn't rattled at me first. And other times where I came like a little bit closer than I would have liked to and realized it because of the, uh, the rattle. So thank God that those things have like a very loud and, uh, bone chilling sound that they make when they're too, when you're too close to them because, uh, yeah, fuck those things. Did you ever, how, how often did you get rattled at by uh, rattlesnakes? Uh, I think I know one time in particular, like, uh, little bear and I had a very intense rattlesnake encounter. I'm trying to think if there were any others 
aside from that, probably like one. Yeah, actually, yeah, there was at least one other one in Virginia in the Shenandoahs, I think. Mm. And yeah, I think those are the two. And the thing is, sometimes the juvenile ones have really wimpy rattles. So sometimes you don't always hear them. But <laughs> these ones were like the one one of them was in New York, I think. And that was just like that was that was so funny because Little Bear was ahead of me. She's walking past uh, some really short bushes. And all of a sudden, this like super loud rattling sound just starts happening. And she's like holding a bag of like Cheetos at the time. Uh, and it just it scares the shit out of her. She just flows, throws the Cheetos everywhere. Like they're all over the trail. And she just starts running down the trail. And I stop because like it's kind of in between us. And we just sit there and like I, we can hear it rattling in the bushes, but I can't see it. it it's like super loud, trying to find it. And finally, it just starts slithering out across the trail. And it is like, <laughs> it, this thing is so thick. It's probably like two inches Dude, or three they get inches so thick. big. It's crazy. Yeah. It was it was like terrifying. I was like, God, that would have like been really bad if someone had bit, been uh, bitten by that. But yeah, I'm definitely thankful for those rattles. I wish all snakes were required to carry rattles. It's just I know. not fair. And bears while we're at it too. Like bears should be too. Yeah. Mountain lions, anything that is a threat on the trail should should have like a rattle <laughs> can you imagine should... if bears had like a little tail with like a rattle on it like, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny actually i feel like that would honestly make them less intimidating like <laughs> you just you, you see a bear it just turns around it's like wagging its butt at you like yeah that would make it a lot less intimidating now let me ask you this how often did you see a rattlesnake that didn't rattle uh well if it wasn't rattling i probably am not uh knowledgeable enough to identify if it's a rattlesnake or not i i, I feel like had, you would know baker like yeah i guess i don't know i can't think of any that were rattlesnakes that weren't interesting rattle. i'm sure there were a few i really didn't have that many snake encounters uh when i was hiking even well, in arizona I don't, I don't think i saw a single snake in arizona which is like i was expecting to see him everywhere but yeah no know. kidding um that's kind of crazy. You you probably walked by a couple and just didn't realize it, but oh no, I had I definitely did. I actually had um, a copper tail that copper I literally head. sorry, excuse me, a copperhead that I literally uh, put <laughs> whatever it's called, you know, rattle tail. This the 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 stingy, bitey, poisonous one. Which I know they're not poisonous <laughs> or venomous, but anyway, uh, danger I saw boy. It. There was there was a, there was a danger noodle that I danger didn't, noodle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see it all. I literally stepped. Um, right next to it and I, there was, so there was a rock in the trail and i stepped my foot i put my foot right over the right over the rock and i kept walking past it didn't even see and then uh little bear's like oh shit it's a snake right here i turn around there was i mean my foot was inches from a copper oh, man. it was all cold up it, it didn't copperhead <laughs> whatever excuse me it didn't it didn't even move i don't know i mean i was i was very lucky um there was another snake encounter where i was again walking and i didn't see the snake um something kind of rustled in the bushes to my right, but you know, like there's always like stuff moving in the bushes and usually yeah, it's just yeah. squirrels. So like you just kind of get used to it after a while. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really even notice anything, kept walking. And then little bear's like, did you just get bitten? And I said, <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think so. And she's like, there was a snake literally swinging off your foot. What I said, the fuck? Seriously. I, I, I mean, I didn't even see it because it was, I, I just kept walking. And so apparently this thing, I mean, it was a small snake. We saw it afterwards. It was very small, but I think it it just bit on. And I had um, I had my ankle braces on at the time, and I think it maybe it it bit onto the ankle brace, but it was so it's so small that like it didn't you know its um, its teeth didn't bite into me, and I didn't feel it. And apparently, it stuck on there. And then as I swung my foot, it swung around, <laughs> oh and it God. just went flying off into the bushes. Fuck that! What kind of snake do you know? 
I, it was so small. I didn't even see. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know. I really don't know what it was, but I was like, so I think I technically was bitten, but I didn't, it, I, I took my like sock off and everything. I was like, did I just not notice? Cause maybe it's hot out and I'm just like ignoring pain right now, but no, I had no bites or anything. So I don't know. So yeah, I've had a few snake encounters that probably should have been bad, but they ended up being fine, I guess. So, Dude, that's, that's crazy. I yeah, mean, that was really weird. Snakes besides the uh, poisonous ones do bite, so venomous. hopefully, ven- yeah. I, honestly, I, I, I know the distinction, but I I have a hard time pronouncing that word for some reason. V- venomous, yeah, venomous. Well, I was right. I always want to say like venomous, but oh, it's, it thinks you, it's actually venomous. Venomous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're saying it wrong. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for the clarification. <laughs> I always just say poisonous because of that, but yes, I know the distinction. Um, to your story about stepping over the copperhead. I read somewhere that those snakes, like, freeze up. So, like, they won't, oh. like, move sometimes when they're, like, really close to someone like that. And so, it's possible that happened. It's also possible you just totally surprise the thing. Like, I don't actually know, but that's pretty crazy. I only saw a couple copperheads and none that were, like, directly on the trail, thankfully. So, uh, yeah, um, snakes. It's been a while since I, I had some good snake talk on here. Yeah, so. you gotta you gotta hate on snakes every once in a while. Yeah, that's uh, that's always good. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, what's uh, what's next? What are you thankful for? So, I don't know if I'm actually thankful for this or not. I think I am. <laughs> that's um, a good, good way to preface that one. <laughs> so, privies on trail. I, I think I'm thankful for them, but sometimes I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> that's, you know fair. Some, that's fair. You know, you know, like, Usually a privy's there. That's a good thing. Cause like, okay, I don't have to dig a hole or whatever, but sometimes you, you know, you wait for a privy cause you see, Oh, in the guidebook, Oh, it's a shelter coming up with a privy and you're excited. And you're like, all right, don't have to dig a hole. But then you get there and you're like, I really don't want to go in there. Like you, <laughs> you know, it's the conditions of a privy can vary from some that are like, have no smell magically. Like if they're brand new or if they just cleaner been, than a public restroom. Exactly. Some of them, but then some, nah, not so much. They're like, you know, the refuse is piled up to the almost overflowing out of the seat area. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm thankful for or not. That's kind of a mixed bag, but some, sometimes I'm, I'm definitely thankful for them. Yeah. I, I totally get that. It honestly just depends on like the condition of the privy and the condition of you, you know, needing to use the privy as well. Um, because there, there's definitely a couple times where I, especially in the morning, usually, like, I did not, like, when you're around a campsite and there's other people there, if you were to not use the privy, you'd have to go decent ways off the trail to find yeah. a private spot, obviously, and obviously not to go where someone might walk or set up a tent, obviously. So, those circumstances, I was always super thankful for them. I will say, though, before my Appalachian Trail thru-hike, I despised privies. I hated using them. I probably <laughs> could fair. count on one hand. Um, the, the amount of times I did use them and I had I mean, done the long trail. Everyone listening knows my freaking hiking resume by now, but like, <laughs> oh, I, can you I, tell us again? Yeah. Why don't I just, you hiked? why don't I just remind you? No. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I had done a decent amount of backpacking and I always, always, always would avoid the privies if I could. And it wasn't really until my Appalachian trail through hike, I guess that I just completely embraced like dirt bag mode and like just started to use the privies, um, often when they were available if I still had to choose between a super easy spot to go off trail and, and dig a cat hole and a privy, I'd probably choose the cat hole. But if I had to choose between like a decent privy one that's not like completely destroyed and like bushwhacking like through in the south where there's snakes and stuff where you can't really see where you're stepping and like going down a steep hill or something, then and yeah, ticks. I would I would in Texas yeah, too. True. Um, I would probably choose the uh, the privy in that circumstance. So. That's definitely that's definitely a good one. Um, 
I will say I'm going to kind of transition into my next one because it's also like relating here. Um, great minds think alike, Baker. And um, this one was not only, again, trying to be more specific here, <laughs> um, not only privies, but the people who maintain the privies. Because kind of going oh, back yeah. to what you were saying about how some of these privies are in um, – uh, shitty condition (laughs) if you catch my drift there um someone eventually has to go deal with that and someone has to uh i honestly i i'm not even gonna pretend i know exactly what goes on there i know there's a lot of shoveling and digging involved so someone has to deal with that flipping um yeah so i'm very thankful for the folks whether they're volunteers or paid i don't give a fuck like you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that shit um actually maybe 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 a million million dollars dollars? yeah okay you couldn't pay me like a ten dollars an hour to do that shit so definitely not so so like i i'm just very thankful for those people did you ever like uh think about that like holy shit someone has to deal with this like fuck that (laughs) yeah i I met i feel like i i talked to these two different people out there who yeah so i i met a few it's usually um i remember it was a lot in the northeast like vermont uh, had the what they, they call them caretakers, right? Or what do they call the people who basically live at the shelters or they live near them? Um, yeah, I think caretakers is the Care- word the Green Mountain Club know. uses. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word, but I definitely remember ridge runners. Yeah, something. Yeah, sometimes it's ridge runners, uh, but the caretakers were usually they were in a, a specific kind of. Well, I guess ridge runners are too, but they're walking the trail. Whereas the caretakers are often kind of near those. Yeah, those I think big it's paid. I think uh, it's caretakers. Websites. Yeah. Yeah, but I I talked to a few of them and they would they explained a little bit about what they had to do and I was I mean they were like yeah it's, it it sucks but I don't have to do it that often and I was like he's like I have to do it when there's a lot of people coming through all the time and mm-hmm. I'm like yeah it doesn't it doesn't sound fun but they I don't know they they dealt with it somehow I guess they live outside and like live on the trail so there's some advantages to it when I was like in high school or not in high school when I was in college and um looking for like summer jobs and stuff. I did, like, look into, like, those kind of jobs, like, for a second, whether it be, like, yeah. Green Mountain Club or Appalachian Mountain Club in the Whites, and I I was pretty quickly dissuaded based off of the uh, job responsibilities listing uh, privy maintenance, so oh, yeah. maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm just a pussy and I need to, like, suck it up, but yeah, not, not really for me, I'm not gonna lie, I don't, I'm not super stoked about dealing with, uh, dealing with privies, especially because I know, like, about norovirus and how uh, yeah, hikers true. can really uh, <laughs> be pretty uh, abusive towards the privies sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> well, definitely not speaking from personal experience there. So like, uh, uh, I would never. So yeah, that's a <laughs> f- <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> quite oh, literally, man. fuck that shit. Nasty. Actually, no, that's that's <laughs> quite literally for part of that statement, not the entire statement that's so <laughs> fucked oh my god where am i going Wait, here is this a uh, is this an episode where we're being thankful or we're criticizing I, I can't remember well i am thankful that's the whole point like for people who put up with that stuff like good for them um, yeah because we could not have privies if it wasn't for them no. and a lot of things for that matter because obviously the people who maintain that stuff um aren't just doing the privies they like don't just have like a one like privy guy like <laughs> yeah yeah the, the privy guy coming in every day flipping it Anyways, um, so that's mine. Uh, yeah, what, what do you have next, Baker? So this is something that took me a while to appreciate. Initially, I really didn't like it. But the lack of, uh, in general, just distractions that you have compared to not being on trail and 
the subsequent boredom that comes with that. So like when I hiked, I, I think I can count, maybe it was like two or three times that I um, actually hiked while listening to music or podcasts or anything. It was just, just a couple of times. And it, I, you know, you, I had my phone for, for gut hooks, but it's in airplane mode and it, none of the other apps work. So there's pretty much nothing that you can use your phone for that's entertaining uh, when you're in airplane mode. And I was using it for gut hooks, but I feel like that was, I could have used a book and it would have been the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, you know, I wasn't like pulling my phone out and like looking at gut hooks when I was bored. Usually like usually I was <laughs> pulling it out for, a, for like a purpose, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, my phone turned into this almost useless brick aside from navigation. And it was, it was really interesting. Like the, the places your mind goes when you're walking all day and you have, there's just nothing, almost nothing to, to stimulate it in the, in the sense that we usually have, uh, in kind of the, the real world, mm-hmm. if you will. And, you know, and you have to kind of force yourself to just like, you know, look around and, and engage in what's actually around you. Uh, to to find you know things to look at, but you also have to just get like I found I had to I had to get used to uh, just random thoughts popping up in my head and just being bored and like just having to listen to my own thoughts all day, which was kind of terrifying at times. Just like you know, just just the, your raw like whatever you're, you you have like you've run out of things to think of, and then some new thing pops up, and your mind just kind of wanders. And actually, after a while, I really started to enjoy it. Like I found myself I was able to like. I could think about one thing for like, you know, 30 minutes straight, just keep thinking about it, think about it and like almost zone out from what was, what I was doing, like from the, the walking part, as long as it was kind of a, you know, not a dangerous situation or something like that. If it was just kind of a chill section where I was walking along and it kind of looked similar to what I'd seen before. So there was nothing really catching my attention. You know, I, my mind would just wander for what felt like, you know, it'd be like hours, like it could just wander. Um, and it was just, it was really interesting to, to be forced to spend that much time being bored and then getting over the boredom and then just kind of thinking and, uh, you know, being in your own thoughts and being in your own head. I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. Definitely, man. That's like, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's like a step away from the more literal ones that we've been saying so far. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely appreciate that as well. I'm definitely thankful for that. Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind for me when you kind of brought that up is this show, because I don't know if, I mean, I always have the desire, I've said this before, like I always wanted to do some sort of like content, but I don't know if I really would have like put a plan into motion and really kind of committed to it if I didn't have so much time on the trail to think about it and to kind of convince myself that I had no reason to not do it. Because like, again, I think I've said this, but I first started like envisioning trail tales when I was, or, or no, let me back that up. I first started envisioning uh, like a podcast, like creating a podcast. Um, I hadn't thought all the way to trail tales yet, but I had those thoughts like when I was still relatively early on in my through hike. I mean, I was in Virginia. I remember one day, one spot in particular where I was like thinking about it and like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, again, like, I don't know if I would have like followed through with that. I don't know if I would have had enough time to like think of ideas and just like really commit to it if I hadn't had all the time to just think about it and not be distracted by anything else, you know? So that's, um, that's pretty cool. I don't know what, maybe there's just, I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff, but is there anything in particular that you thought about quite a bit that you're comfortable sharing on the show? Um, obviously, uh, (laughs) that, um, that comes to mind when you're like kind of talking about this stuff. Yeah. I, I thought a lot about, 
I thought a lot about what I wanted to do after the trail because, which is probably bad. Like I probably should have just been enjoying well, no, no, no. I, I the think moment more, but I can relate to that too. I think what you mean there is n- not in like a way where like, Oh, I can't wait to be done the trail so I can do X and, yeah. and Y more of just like a, Oh, you know, eventually this is going to end. And you know, yeah. this is a good time to kind of think about that stuff. Yeah. I, I thought a lot about that. And I thought a lot about thinking like, well, I knew that I was enjoying myself so much when I was hiking. And I, so I spent a lot of time thinking, how can I set up my life such that I can do this more frequently, right? Or like, what do, what would I, what could I do that would give, allow me to do this more often or more easily? Or what could I do that would give me this type of experience? I, I also would think a lot about what it was I was enjoying about the trail. I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I never really got a good answer, but I would try to think of like, what is it that I'm enjoying about this experience? And even if it's not a through hike or like a long hike, what could I do? How could I, how could I, you know, style my life uh, such that I could, you know, in, ex- have this, these kinds of experiences mm-hmm. yeah. um, more frequently, uh, you know? And so, yeah, I thought a lot about that. So I, I thought a lot about, um, you know, what I want to do for work. Cause that's, that's kind of the largest, you know, the largest barrier or the, you know, or the biggest opposite of to course. hiking is like having to earn money and then not having a job later to go hike. And so, I thought a lot about what kind of, what kind of I could do around there. And it actually helped me a lot when I came back, I had pretty much already made my mind up that I, like I knew what I wanted to do for a job and I did apply to like a bunch of other places, but I pretty much knew what I wanted to do. And, and it really, um, at this point, I, I'm just so, like, I, I've, I had, I spent so much time thinking about what I wanted out of like a, like if I had to, had to be working, like what I wanted out of a, out of a job. And so it, that really, that really, really helped me. Cause I, before that, when I left, I was like, Maybe I maybe I'll go back. Maybe I won't go back. You know, maybe I'll do the same thing, or maybe I won't. Um, Referring to your to your job that you were at previously, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up going back to the to the same job to the same company. And the um, yeah, the lot of what I was thinking about was, did I want to go back? Like, what what did I actually want? You know, if I'm going to be working, what what kind of work situation do I want to have? And I spent so much time thinking about there, and eventually I came to the conclusion that I really did want to go back. So I was very at peace with that decision, like much more at peace than when I left initially. When I left, I was like, I might come back. I left on as good of terms as possible so I could leave that door open. But I was definitely open to the idea like maybe I wouldn't. But I really had so much time to think about it. I really had run through every scenario and considered every possible, you know, uh, part of it that I that I could think of. And so, yeah, it was really nice to have that that much time to think about it. And I find now I, I really, I, I, I struggle to think about something for, extended periods of time one because i don't have use extended periods of time where i'm literally doing nothing or i mm-hmm. don't have any sort of other easier more entertaining distraction to prevent me from just thinking or also even if i do get an opportunity i actually find like my mental stamina i just can't sustain it as long which sounds weird but um i feel like i i actually had the ability to really concentrate on one thing and zone in super super closely for uh really long periods of time by the end of uh my, all my hiking adventures and and I think I've lost some of those abilities now because I, I think I'm just out of practice sort of I don't know. yeah yeah I mean that that definitely makes a lot of sense and and I can appreciate that as well I I I get distracted pretty easily too like I'm always on my phone or social media you know doing all this stuff and I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing but it is nice to kind of be forced to just like chill on that stuff um like especially, and I'll take it out of the context of a through hike for a second. Um, and this does relate 
the summer this this past summer I was doing a lot of uh, weekend stuff and you know whether I was going out for just a couple hours or if I was going out for like a 12 hour plus hike um, which I did a few times trying to finish up my 46 in the Adirondacks um, I was kind of able to like experience that a little bit in the midst of like a normal like life too it wasn't like an everyday thing like a through hike obviously but I was yeah. kind of able to get like a small taste of that and I feel like it was very refreshing and also too like on like uh, on a lot of those hikes I would drive like a couple hours so that's like another another yeah. time where I've experienced like this very similar thing is when I'm on long drives and I've always really <clears throat> I've always really enjoyed long drives by myself and I think it's probably for the same reason that I've enjoyed um hiking so I don't know that's kind of interesting I love how we went from like literal like shit conversation (laughs) and talking about like (laughs) all these like material things to like this like abstract like philosophical like mindset thing that's well yeah hiking (laughs) is it's both right it it encompasses like these very basic and yeah things like oh i have to figure out how to how to poop without a toilet you know like it (laughs) that's like a, a, a could be a large aspect of hiking but then the more you do it you get used to those things and then it starts to become much more of this like mental game. And then you start to get all philosophical. Like, why am I out here? And like, we talked on the episode where I interviewed you, there's, you know, you could, I spent like months trying to figure that out. I couldn't figure it out. You haven't been able to figure it out. I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a really interesting, it's really interesting to try to analyze like why people are doing this. Cause but from like a logical, you know, rational uh, point of view, it doesn't make, there's like no reason to do it, right? Like yeah. we ha- we have like, if you want to travel from Mexico to Canada, it's by far the most difficult and slowest and probably one of the, like a very expensive way to do it, right? Like this is no logical reason to walk out there. So it's, it's not, there's no, there's not always an apparent obvious reason to why people are doing it. But yeah, hiking is a, a huge dichotomy of these really simple and really, you know, kind of just basic experiences. And then these also very profound and, um, you know, really interesting experiences as well dichotomy that's a big word i don't think that's ever been said on the show before using the d word who knows knows? maybe someone said it i don't know um all right so my next one is very materialistic so great (laughs) great transition Uh, a little bit more basic this one is hostels and hotels that had good (laughs) wi-fi because as a lot of through hikers know um it's hard to get good Wi-Fi like while you're on the trail and like sure you might have cell service sometimes but everyone knows it's just better to have Wi-Fi right and a lot of these establishments and to be fair they're often in rural places that aren't going to be served by like the best like internet speeds and stuff so I'm not saying it's all like their fault and there's like a lot of people connected to the network and stuff but it was always nice when you got that one I guess probably more often it was hotels but I can also think of a number of hostels that had really good Wi-Fi um, that was always like super great because you could catch up with everyone and just like zone in on your phone, which as we just discussed, you're not doing very much when you're through hiking. Um, and so that was just like super, super great and not the norm. It was not like, it was a lot more common to have shitty Wi-Fi at yeah, wherever you're staying definitely. than it was to have good Wi-Fi. So that was always a treat. Maybe people are listening to this like years in the future and they're like, what are you talking about? Like there's freaking 5g wi-fi everywhere i go now but right now in uh or at least in 2018 (laughs) yeah good wi-fi was a rarity um along the trail i would say would you agree with that baker yeah in general the 
the latency was not so hot. Throughput was not great either. But uh, yeah, the I think I'm trying to think what I really did on Wi-Fi. The only thing I would really get jazzed about Wi-Fi for was um, like I would take take photos and I would uh, they would I had them in Google Photos and so it would upload them. I was always a little bit afraid that something would happen to my phone. I'd drop it in a river, or whatever, and all those photos that I had saved only on my device, I would lose them. And so I had a lot of photos that I didn't want to lose. So that was the main thing I got excited for with Wi-Fi. I, I remember reading or um, meeting Ivytat, and he was always talking about how excited he was to find good Wi-Fi as yeah, a content definitely. creator and like uploading videos frequently. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what else I really did with Wi-Fi. I feel like. When Face I was in timing? town, see, yeah, I never FaceTime, but I would definitely, I mean, I, yeah, I, that's true. I pretty much wouldn't use my phone on the trail. Like I would never turn off airplane mode, even to text my family. Like I was like, sorry, family, you're just going to have to hope that I'm not dead. <laughs> but um, yeah, in town, I guess I would start to, I would probably text a lot more. Um, and sometimes I would, yeah, you could do like, if you're have good wife, I could like actually watch something on Netflix or watch a, a YouTube video or something. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, like watching like videos. Honestly, that that was probably a, a big one for me. And like like I said, FaceTiming. I didn't FaceTime that often, but I did a couple times. And yeah, um, with shitty Wi-Fi, that's usually you know damn near impossible. So that was always actually, like a treat. Actually, I remember I also would. That's when I usually would go in and upload. Um, if I was like when I was doing daily posts, I would upload them all to Instagram. Yeah. Once I had Wi-Fi. So, yeah, that was actually something I would get kind of excited about. Because I could do it over the phone. But if you have, like, bad 4G, then, uh, yeah, the, the photos take really long time to upload if, we, if you're doing a lot of them. So, mm-hmm. but that's, it, that, you, I could even do that on, like, pretty bad Wi-Fi. Like, I, it's not like uploading video or anything. So. Yeah, yeah, true. I would, it sounds like I was probably on my phone a little bit more than you were. Because I would use a decent amount of my data and so having good Wi-Fi to kind of take care of some of the stuff that um, I needed to do on there, like on the phone, was always nice too because I knew I was saving a little bit of data. Um, I was used to pretty fast like internet access coming from like my college campus right before I left, like had really good Wi-Fi. So I was just like super used to that. And so it was always like frustrating just having to wait for shit. <laughs> it's such a first world, like freaking millennial, whatever problem, but we're such I don't millennials. <laughs> Actually, technically I think I'm not a millennial. I, say, I don't think you are. Like as I we found out in your episode, what we know is when the you're cutoff? born. It's like 90, uh, it's like nine, it's like 19, 19- 93 or four. The Pew Research Center defines millennials as born from 1981 to 1996, in which case uh, I would be like the last year because I was born in 1996. So I would be like the the cutoff there. But yeah. I've also heard that like I don't think there's like a definitive like freaking. Yeah, it depends on where you where you see it. There's different different definitions at different places. I'll call myself a, a, a Gen Nar or Jen, Jen, that's your own, that was, your own generation. That was the worst joke that's ever made on this podcast. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was Sorry. awful. You, they, um, can't all, they can't all be slam dunks. You can always edit it out. It's fine. Oh, yeah, God. Um, I guess <laughs> depending on whether or not people hear this, they're going to know what I thought when I was editing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, we'll see. Hi, future Kyle. Anyways, um, yeah, dude, what's your, uh, what's your next one? So should we go more literal or do you want to go more philosophical? Um. <sighs> surprise me shit all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go philosophical again so so being put in uncomfortable and undesirable situations uh so i feel like you know most days like in if you live in in north america and you're you know fortunate enough to have consistent housing and consistent food and and stuff like and consistent running clean water then 
you it's pretty rare if you really want to you could pretty much avoid most discomforts in life you can have air conditioning all the time you can have a hot shower you can you have there's tons of access to food um you can sit you can sit all day you don't have to walk all day you can drive your car to travel long distances uh which are i mean those are awesome things like there's a reason we invented all of those things um and it's when you're hiking you get put in so many so many times you're just put in like challenging and not even just challenging but like just like not fun like situations yeah just like I, this kind of sucks right like uh and it's not even that it's like oh i'm climbing a, a a steep hill but i'm getting an amazing view like that's like that's like a nice challenge sometimes you're just like you're actually just walking <laughs> in a forest and it's raining or it's like insanely hot out and you're just sweating and there's like no good views and you're like low on food and your feet are really hurting and it's just like not it's like not fun but i feel like there is a lot of like value to be had in uh, being in uncomfortable and undesirable situations. Uh, I feel like it just makes you appreciate the times when it's not so bad so much more, you know? Definitely, um, man. I, Definitely. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it seems weird, but you know, humans are always intentionally putting themselves in weird and uncomfortable situations. So I guess there is something, there's something wired in us that makes us want to do that. And I'm not sure what it is, but there are certain kinds of people who definitely seem to like to do this consistently. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's, Something that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I feel like this is like kind of the essence of this whole episode, like being thankful for for hiking. And I, I definitely agree. This is something that I kind of realized pretty early on, like before I threw Heck the Appalachian Trail, um, just when I was first getting into backpacking and stuff. I, I really do think that it like made a pretty big impact on just like the way I kind of view normal life and... I'm not going to say I was, like, a spoiled or, like, entitled before. I think I was a pretty decent kid growing up. Mom, I know you're going to listen to this, so you can you can uh, attest to that, hopefully. But um, after I started backpacking, I did just kind of think about these things a little bit more. Um, and one thing that in particular that comes to mind is I, I feel like backpacking has really changed my appreciation specifically for food. Like, before, yeah. I feel like growing up, I was, like, a pretty picky eater. And after like just having such limited options like backpacking it kind of made me realize that like i should be a little bit more thankful for the food that i have in normal life that's like super available and fresh and not that bad um and then also other things too obviously um just like being comfortable this is honestly something that i I do try to remind myself of on a fairly regular basis and you know it's easier sometimes than it is other times depending on what the situation is, but, um, it's definitely true. And obviously, like I just said, it's pretty much the essence of this whole, uh, this whole episode. Um, as far as just being thankful for, uh, what we have on and off trail. Um, that's a, that's a good one, Baker. That's a good one. Yeah. The, uh, it's kind of funny when you're in, when you're done hiking and you've been in all those uncomfortable situations, it, it kind of makes a lot of other situations that maybe would have been, uncomfortable or not so fun uh before you do all that hiking it makes it much easier like this is a, a silly one but i was at my parents house for thanksgiving and they one of the rooms has a pull-out sofa and the other one has a real like an actual bed and my brother and his wife were in the real bed and so um jess goes with her parents and so i was there alone and so i was like oh, i'll take the pull-out sofa because you know i don't <laughs> like i don't care and then my brother and his wife left like a night earlier than i did and uh, my mom was like, oh, do you want to move and see the room now? I was like, no, like, I don't want to get the sheets messed up just for like one 
you know, I don't want to cause, you know, make them dirty just for one night or whatever. Like I'll just stay here on the sofa bed. And she's like, but it's, it's not nearly as comfortable. You know, it's like, you're going to sleep so much better on the other bed. And I'm like, mom, like I, I, I slept on the ground for like two thirds <laughs> of last year. Like this is, this bed is, is amazing to me, you know? And so it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny how, you know, there's all these, it's kind of like before maybe I wouldn't have a great excuse. Cause my mom is like so nice that she's going to like keep pestering me until I finally say, sure, I'll move, whatever. I'll, I'll move into the other room just so you feel better. But now I have these like nice excuses. Where I'm like, well, it can't be worse than blah. It can't be worse than blah. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, okay, I respect that. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. There's some really interesting things that kind of come back from the trail that you can bring into your, your real life. Definitely, definitely. I feel like, like I said, um, it's definitely given me some more perspective on the big things. However, I will say for the little things, like traffic in particular driving i still get fucking pissed off at stupid shit that like i should know better than to get mad at because it doesn't really matter but i don't know i I guess it's usually just the pointless things um as far as things that are more important and you know actually could have an impact even if it's a small impact like you know for having to to make a family member do some extra laundry um those kinds of things it's definitely had a a positive impact and um yeah that's a that's a good one baker I think we have time for for one more, and I'm going to do this one. So this one is uh, very specific um, and not philosophical at all. However, it does relate back to everything we've said on this episode and every single other episode we've done because I am very thankful for the hot tub in that hotel in Gorham because if it wasn't for that hot tub... I don't think we ever would have met and we never would have done any episodes together and I would not have an episode to put out on Trail Tales this week. So that's the most important thing here, obviously. That um, is the most important, of course. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm thankful for that uh, that hot tub. What was the name of that hotel? I don't even remember. I'm gonna look I was going to say, it was like the something inn. That's not very helpful <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that makes oh, sense. that one. The inn in uh, Gorham. Uh, that was one of the nicer hotels we... Or, it actually was. Uh, that it I was, stayed at anyways. Um, and they, it, it was so cool that the hot tub... The hot tub was actually in the health club next door. It wasn't actually part of the hotel, but for some reason, I think they must have owned both places, but you could go in there and like chill in the hot tub. So that the, was... The Royalty Inn. We were okay, treated royalty like inn. royalty. Shout there out to go. the Royalty Inn. Yes. I, I don't remember what we paid, but I remember the price was relatively like reasonable as well. Yeah. Um, it was right in town, close to everything. There's there's a couple hostels in Gorham. There's lots of lodging options there. But <clears throat> if you can, stay at the Royalty Inn. You'll get a hot tub, and you can sit there and envision um, Baker and Little Bear walking up to me and my crew <laughs> and... Uh, or I, I've told this story before, but it's like, on the glass. yeah, tap it on the glass. Like, how do we get in here? <laughs> so good, dude. So and you good. guys didn't even like point or like say, you know, we're like, you know, signaling to go around. You were just like staring, staring ass. Dude, like, I've said this before, but like, these yeah, assholes. We, we just like, we like to chirp people. So we were like, oh, look at, these, look at these douchebags, like trying to figure out how to get in here. <laughs> Little did we know that is the exact same sense of humor that you kind of have too. So it, exactly. it worked out pretty, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, I remember when you guys were in there and uh, you were all, we, we had a discussion about how pretty much everyone in the squad didn't like, was very against yell blazing and frowned upon it. And I remember you guys were like really, really talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I, I really hope they don't ask if uh, I've ever yell blazed, because I technically yell blazed around the Smokies. I mean, it was for an injury, but I technically took a car and went around it. And so I was like, 
like you guys started talking about that. I was like, mm, I'm just going to be quiet during this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, clear we were, you were very, very against it. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, we got pretty worked up about that stuff. Yeah. I don't really care as much now, but um, I will yeah. say that we were more, or I'll speak for myself. I was more upset with the people that like, not the people who like skipped like, you know, a, a section because of something like that. Or like, I remember one person I think it was Catwoman, like way back episode in, I don't remember the number, 20 something. She, I think she said she skipped like a couple miles because she like got a ride from one road and then got dropped off at a different road and didn't want to like inconvenience like the person driving her. Like I'm not talking about the people that, yeah. like stuff like that. I'm talking about the people who are not the majority of hikers who like would just kind of like, they were half hiking, half kind of like partying and like hanging out and like doing like goofy shit like that so that's more who we were upset with um <laughs> yeah yeah and i figured that would be the case but i was like i didn't know you guys at all so i wasn't sure y- yeah if you yeah. were like how serious you were about like you know all this ridicule i kind of honestly out. dude the fact that you're saying this right now kind of makes me feel bad i wish we hadn't no, been as, as wrapped up uh, in that stuff looking back on it but yeah i mean you gain perspective after you you know finished the hike like that and you've talked to so many people now that you're, it's just like you know I, I i definitely was much more of a purist as well i was a a pretty big pierce until I was kind of forced to skip that section or it was going to be little bear was going to be ahead of me and I was going to hike, you know, not with her. And I was like, that's just, I was like, this is just dumb. It's literally a 75. I calculated. It was like, it was like 2% of the whole trail. I was like, am I going to like let her be ahead of me and then have to spend like a, you know, like a month trying to catch up to her just because of like 75 miles. Like they're just arbitrary miles. I was like, it's not, it's just not worth like in that moment. I was like, it's not worth it. I'm just going to skip ahead. And after that, I was like, all right, there's some legit reasons to to skip parts of the trail and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I, I was definitely very purist and probably would have felt the same way you guys did if I had managed to get all the way there without skipping any miles. So, I mean, as as one yellow blazer told me, the ATC calls it the 2,000 miler club. So as long as you hike over 2,000 miles, that's true. It counts as a through hike. Like that is right. decided. Well, I- that is science. That is proven in the name 2,000 miler club or whatever it is. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, that's a joke, by the way. Someone did actually say that, though, which is yeah. kind of hilarious. But <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah. Yeah, I did get a little bit worked up. And um, that being said, uh, we never really, like, we certainly never, like, called anybody out, like, no. for it. Like, we weren't, like, assholes about it. Um, and for the most part, we kept it to ourselves, which is why I'm a little bit uh, disappointed that we brought it up to you when we just met you because that wasn't normally what we did but i don't i don't know i don't know why we probably shouldn't have but anyways um yeah i i don't even know where i'm going with that trying to save face here uh don't don't be a dick to yellow blazers people um i mean you've at least to their faces (laughs) you've rectified it on on later episodes so it's all right yeah i am i am clean um shit dude i think uh, i think we're gonna kind of wrap it up there i really have to pee and i have to go to the gym and the bruins are playing so i kind of want to tune into that as well baker thank you so much we're gonna do another one soon depending on how soon i run out of people to have on the show (laughs) sounds good or until we come up with another like theme a fun theme honestly dude these are my favorite episodes i love talking to people i don't know i love learning about the new trails and stuff and maybe if if every single episode was like this one then they wouldn't be my favorite episodes because they wouldn't be quite as special. But like, dude, I just love like bullshitting like this, and I love doing like the lists and stuff. So yeah, this yeah. was a uh, this was fun, we'll, man. We'll have to keep thinking of the listicles. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I actually have a few people that I could probably suggest to um, 
be guests. So I'll I'll try to. Do you want me to reach out to them, or do you want to reach out to them? Um, depends on who they are. We'll, okay, we'll talk. We'll have a. They're not they're not famous people, but yeah, I have a few people I think would be interesting. We'll have a, a secret meeting afterwards that is no Ooh. longer secret because everyone knows about it. Um, <laughs> but you're Sounds not invited because it's yeah. already happened by the time you hear this, dude. <laughs> plug your shit. If 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 someone's heard you plug this stuff like five times now and they haven't followed you, I feel like they're probably not going to follow you, but like... <laughs> That's fair. They don't need to. It's all good. <laughs> Just but yeah, I, I'm say at, it anyways. <laughs> I'm at B-B-O-K-O-R-N-E-Y on Instagram. That's cool. my only platform, if you can call it a platform. <laughs> cool. But, Everybody go follow him. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. I oh, I oh, dude, one thing I need to say. I'm an asshole. I sh- maybe I should edit this in just make a... Make it sound like I said it earlier, but um, I'm very <laughs> thankful for everyone who listens to this show. That's what I was going to say. Uh, the fact go. that more and more people are tuning in and the fact that I like I got a, a DM from somebody from uh, Switzerland today that listens to the show. Whoa. I was in like her because, again, this is going to be old news by the time this comes out. But like the Spotify wrapped thing that everyone's thrown up on their Instagram stories today. Like, yeah, like Trail Tales was like number two of her like most listened to podcast or something. She's from That's Switzerland. Cool. And, like, I just thought that was so cool. So I'm thankful for everybody that listens to the show. Like, incredibly thankful, honestly. Um, definitely thankful for, like, anybody who sent me a message, anybody who's supported the show on Patreon, certainly, like, all that stuff, and just anybody who tunes in. With that said, I think we're going to wrap it up there, Baker. I'm thankful for you coming on a fifth time, of course. And, yeah. Anytime. Happy, it's a blast. Happy, although, to be honest, by the time this comes out, we're going to be, like, on almost on christmas yeah it's almost <laughs> like halfway christmas. between thanksgiving and christmas but yeah <laughs> happy, happy Thanks- december ha- happy december 11th happy thanksgiving happy <laughs> merry christmas um yeah have a good one everybody bye